Let's open our Bibles this morning, please, to Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. So we're going to open in the middle there and find the book of Psalms, the next book, Proverbs. Near the end of that book, the 27th chapter, Proverbs 27. We're going to be looking at one verse of Scripture today, Proverbs chapter 27. And we'll look at the very first verse in that chapter, Proverbs 27, looking at verse 1 today. Proverbs 27, verse 1. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. I want to read it again. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Let's pray. Father, we love you and praise you and thank you for your blessings in our lives. We thank you for this time now. Lord, work in a wonderful way to your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone has calculated a schedule that compares the average lifetime with a single day beginning at 7 in the morning. So you listen carefully and find yourself on this schedule. If your age is 15... The time is 10.25 a.m. If your age is 25, the time is 12.42 p.m. If you're 35, the time is 3 p.m. If you're 45, the time is 5.16 p.m. If your age is 55, the time is 7.34 p.m. If your age is 65, the time is 9.55 p.m. And if your age is 70, the time is 11 p.m. Using that as a guide in your life, I want to ask you this question. What time is it? Some of you might be thinking, well, I've already started a brand new day. But, you know, as you think about that, you may realize today that it's much later than you thought in regards to your life. The Bible has much to say about the use of our time and the use of our lives. And the verse that we're considering together today is is very short, only 16 words here, very direct in its instruction. It doesn't beat around the bush. And may I say it's very needed in our day. And uh, three quick things I want to share with you today, and I hope you're ready. The first thing we notice here right away is that we're not or we are to boast not. The Bible says here, boast not thyself of tomorrow. Do not boast. Do not brag. Do not arrogantly presume upon tomorrow. Putting off until tomorrow has been around for a very long time. Oh, I trust you know that. And an old Spanish proverb says the road of by and by leads to the house of never. You've surely heard the oft repeated the way to hell is paved with good intentions. Perhaps you've heard some of these. Procrastination is the thief of time. One of these days is none of these days. Someday is not a day of the week. Perhaps you've heard the best labor saving device is tomorrow. Henry Miller said life as it is called is for most of us one long postponement. And of course, we could not go through a list of sayings and maxims and so forth without quoting something from old Benjamin Franklin, who said you may delay But time will not, and lost time is never found again. 
And as I was looking at various uh, uh, proverbs and, and so forth about time, I think the best one I found as far as the summary of the average person's attitude toward time was this one. The secretary's definition of time, the secretary's definition of time, the stuff between paydays, the stuff between paydays. Now, man has some good proverbs when it comes to time. But look again at what God has to say in his word. He says here, boast not thyself of tomorrow. This is excellent, godly instruction. It will be beneficial for us to hear it today and even more beneficial for us to heed it. Don't count on tomorrow. Why? Because we don't have tomorrow. We're not to presume upon tomorrow. And if we're not to presume about tomorrow, how much less should we presume upon next week and next year and even many years down the road? And let me throw a caution in here right now before we go too far. Someone may be thinking then, well, then I'll just live for today. I'll just live for this moment. Matthew Henry corrected us on that. He said this does not forbid preparing for tomorrow, but presuming upon tomorrow. And there's a world of difference between preparing and presuming. God does not condemn planning. Understand that. But he does want us to trust him in our plans. He lays it out for us in James chapter 4. Listen, I'll begin reading at verse 13. Go to now ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life? It is even a vapor, a mist, a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, listen, ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. You see, God does not forbid planning, but he wants us to include him in our plans. He wants us to hold our plans very loosely, realizing it's only in his will that we'll carry out those plans. He delights in our planning that involves his kingdom, his will, his goals, his honor, his glory. And we even carry out those plans only as the Lord wills. Even here in the church, we realize we may plan all sorts of things, evangelistic crusades and friend day and all kinds of things. But we hold on to those plans very, very loosely, realizing that God is in control and God may have a different plan. Preparation. Is proper and right. Presumption is not. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 6. Verses 6 to 11. Go to the ant. That's not your relative. But the little creature. Ant. A-N-T. Thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Which having no guide, overseer or ruler. Provideth her meat in the summer. And gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man. Go to the ant, watch the ant and the ant's ways and see how they prepare as they make plans and they carry those plans out. You know, I heard this counsel many years ago. I don't remember where I heard it. I don't remember from whom I heard it, but it was wise counsel. It was this. Live like live like Christ is returning at any moment, but plan as though it will be a thousand years from now. Live like Christ is returning any moment, 
But, but plan as though it be a thousand years from now. Now, knowing now what we do, uh, that we're, we don't have tomorrow and we're not to boast about tomorrow, doesn't it make sense that we should take care of some things today rather than putting them off until tomorrow? We, we know that we're to boast not. Why? Because we, secondly, know not. It says in this verse, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. I believe if we were honest, beloved, we would all agree that this is true, that we don't know about tomorrow. Now, it's true whether we believe it or not. That doesn't change the truth of it, just as God's word is true, whether you believe it or not. But this is some of that truth that we have experienced. We understand it. We're familiar with it. We've handled it. We've lived it. We don't know if tomorrow will come for us. And, and if it does come, we don't know what it will hold for us. Listen, every day, every day is a gift from God. Every day is a gift from God. He doesn't owe it to us. We don't deserve it. But God graciously gives us this day. Each new day brings with it opportunities. Each new day brings with it challenges. Some of those we would label good. <laughs> Others we would label Bad. Tomorrow could bring us sickness. Tomorrow could bring us death. Tomorrow could bring us poverty, terrorist attacks, and on and on and on. Everything that we own could be gone in an instant, in a moment of time. Just go back and read about Job. But regardless of what happens, whether we label it good or bad, if you know the Lord, nothing can take that from you. You may lose everything materially speaking, but you will still have him. And guess what, friend? He is enough. He is sufficient. He is able. He is the Lord. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. I'm reminded of a song that we used to sing when I was growing up in church. The verse goes like this. I don't know about tomorrow. It may bring me poverty. But the one who feeds the sparrow is the one who stands by me. And the path that be my portion may be through the flame or flood. But his presence goes before me and I'm covered with his blood. And the chorus goes, many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand. And I ask you today, dear friend, if this were your last day and death were to come, where would you be? Are you covered by his blood? Are you holding on to your hand? Is he holding on to your hand? The Bible says here very clearly, boast not. Why? Because you know not. And so I'd submit to you thoroughly today, tarry not. Tarry not. If I'm only given today, and not even another moment of it is promised. He hasn't promised we'll walk up those doors back there. He hasn't promised we're going to leave this service. I had better make every second count. The truth in Proverbs 27, 1 as application for both those who know the Lord Jesus as Savior and those who do not. For a man or woman, boy or girl, who does not know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. I say to you what Hebrews 3, 7 and 8 says. 
Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Second Corinthians 6, 2, for he saith, I have heard thee and time accepted in the day of salvation. Have I succored thee? Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Dear friend who does not know Christ as Savior, why put off salvation? Why continue to run the risk that this very day you can lift up your eyes in hell? You may be thinking, well, preacher, not now. Some other time I'm going to do that. You know, I I understand the gospel, I understand my need. I understand and and I, I know there's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain, but not now. Acts chapter two, verses 24 and 25 has some counsel for you. It says that after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul. The Apostle Paul had heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned of righteousness and temperance and judgment to come, it says Felix trembled. And answered, go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. But, you know, we never read again. In the book of Acts, that convenient time ever came. We never read that Felix trusted Jesus. He trembled. He realized his need, but he put it off. Another passage holds some counsel today. It says in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, and he spake a parable of them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. That sounds like the American dream, doesn't it? What the American strives for. I've got so much, I can't handle it. I'll tear down the old, big, build bigger and newer and better. And I'll sit around, take my knees, eat, drink and be merry and have a happy time. But verse 20 says, but God said unto him, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? I say to you today, dear lost friend, don't delay Don't put off until tomorrow. Recognize and realize your sin. Recognize your need of a Savior. And come today in repentance and faith. And trust Jesus Christ alone. Before it's eternally too late. You're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised next Sunday. You're not promised another chance. You're not promised another breath. And you're teetering, my friend, right now on the edge of eternity. And if you leave this life without Jesus Christ, you'll lift up your eyes in hell, in torment and in agony for the entire rest of eternity. I say today, do not delay, but come to Christ. When I think of Proverbs 27, 1, and I think about we who know Jesus Christ, and I think about its application for us, Ephesians 5, 16 comes thundering out this warning, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. If we're honest, beloved, we who know Christ, we arrogantly boast of tomorrow so often. We arrogantly boast of tomorrow so often. 
we think and act this way. Tomorrow I'll pray. Tomorrow I'll read my Bible. Tomorrow I'll witness. Tomorrow I'll give. Tomorrow I'll go. Tomorrow I'll serve. Tomorrow I'll have devotions with my kids. Tomorrow I will (coughs) live my life for God's glory. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. But that tomorrow never comes. And so I say to us today. Come today. Ask for forgiveness and strength. Redeem the time. Buy it back. Seize it back. Grab it back. And say, I will redeem this. I will use this time. This time God has given me for His honor and His glory. You may be sitting there today and say, you know what, preacher? Let's be honest. Man, that's a simple message. Doesn't seem that deep. It's so elementary. You know what? You're right. It's so simple. So simple. Majority of you in the pew could have got up here today and taken this verse and said what I said. But you know what? It's so simple, yet it's so neglected. It's so simple, yet so neglected. Just imagine how many lives, how many nations would be different today if only so many had not said tomorrow. 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 The Bible says, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. I came across this little poem many years ago, but the message in it is so good and so powerful. And I close with it today. I only I have only just a minute, just 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute. But eternity is in it. Just a tiny little minute. But eternity is in it. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? We're going to take just a minute right now. And I realize this minute could literally hold the difference between an eternity in heaven and eternity in hell for someone in this room. As God the Holy Spirit works in your life right now, convicts you of your sin, Shows you the Savior and your need of Him. And I wonder today as He does that. Will you reject and, and shun Him? Oh, you open your heart wide open and say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I'm sorry, please forgive me. I believe you lived a sinless, perfect life. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you are Messiah. You're the Savior. God in the flesh. Emmanuel. I believe you were buried in that tomb. And I believe you arose again the third day. I believe you arose victorious. And because you live, I can live. And I place my complete faith and total dependence upon you and you alone for my Savior.
Save me. Make me a child of God. Help me to live for you. Friend, in a moment, I'm going to invite you to come, but you can settle that right now in that pew where you sit. You can come down in a moment and just share with me and say, praise the Lord, preacher. Today, I receive Jesus Christ. And I'll encourage you to do that. Maybe you still have some questions. In a moment, we have invitation. I'm encouraging you to come and meet me here. And we'll put you with someone who has a Bible. And we'll answer your questions and help you to understand the gospel. Do not delay, friend. Just this minute. But eternity is in it. Now for the believers here today, how about it? How about it, friend? Has God the Holy Spirit put his finger on an area of your life? You've been saying tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Perhaps there's somebody upon your heart that God wants you to witness to. And you say, well, I'll do it tomorrow. You need to pray. I'll do that tomorrow. You need to read the Bible and be in the Word. I'll do that tomorrow. The Bible says, boast not thyself of tomorrow. For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Jesus is coming. He could come today. We say, even so come, Lord Jesus. Will he find you serving and laboring and looking and longing for his return? In a moment, this altar will be open for you to come and pray as you need. And I'll encourage you to take advantage of it. Father, we thank you for your word, for the truth, for the simple truth. That, Lord, we're not to presume upon tomorrow. We're to prepare for it, plan for it. And that begins by making sure we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I pray for lost men and women, boys and girls, teenagers, who may be here in this service today, that you'll bring them to a saving knowledge of Christ. Give them courage to step out and walk the aisle today and say, yes, would someone please share the gospel with me? I want to trust Christ. I pray, Lord, that maybe some have already done that and they'll come in just a moment and share that testimony. We might rejoice with them and help them to grow in their newfound faith. I pray for believers, Father, that you'll help them as the need is there. They'll come as well and and come and pray and get some things settled. We pray all these things in the Savior's name. Amen and amen.